AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is AgBioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things AgBioscience, the people, the products and innovations across food, animal health, plant science and ag tech. Approximately 6% of the U.S. population are veterans, those who have served in the U.S. military. Leaders who have donned the uniform have gone on to serve in roles that are now shaping the future of the food and ag bioscience economy, and today's guest is doing just that. Welcome U.S. Army Colonel Retired Mark Purdy, Chief Operating Officer and Executive Vice President of Aimpoint Research. Colonel Purdy, Mark, welcome to a special Veterans Day edition of Ag Bioscience. Well, Mitch, thank you very much, and it's it's my absolute pleasure to join you here. Uh, and, uh, and I have the humble opportunity to represent uh, veterans on this podcast, uh, as well as those that serve uh, agriculture, that fundamental profession to our national security. Ah, Mark, it's so good. We have a lot to dig into today, and it is incredible the work that you and the team at Aimpoint are leading. Never been more important given the instability that is present in the world economy today. But before we learn more about what's happening in food and ag, the role that Aimpoint's playing, Mark, we have to learn more about your story. From your time at West Point, to your service in Iraq, to leading wargaming for one of the Army's top educational institutions, you have been on a journey, my friend. Share more about your path to ag bioscience. For sure. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, you know, As I think about uh, the career that I had in the military and what I'm doing now, it it comes down to my experience growing up on a very small farm in Ohio. Uh, Just that passion for hard work, uh, connection to kind of that life process. Uh, We we, uh, raced horses, uh, had livestock, sheep, and and, uh, and a few crops uh, on the farm. And I really identified with that in a very special way. Uh, loved my participation in 4-H and FFA, the leadership that that gave me. Again, the, the experience of, of trials and hard times with, with the work there. So I would say my, my journey in the military, you know, and what made me uh, successful in, in that endeavor, endeavor here today goes right back to that, that small farm in uh, Knox County, Ohio. From there, uh, went to West Point, majored in environmental engineering there, so kind of kept that, uh, that connection to the science and, and the land, commissioned as an infantry officer and served uh, 25 years in the Army uh, some of the, the storied units uh, that you know well, uh, the 101st Airborne Division got to serve there, uh, deployed uh, deployed to Afghanistan uh, two times, uh, served overseas in Korea, and then uh, a, a small stint with the uh, Ranger Training Brigade there, which uh, you and I uh, you know, share that experience and service as, as well. And then served again at a very storied uh, unit there, which I was humbled to be part of the 82nd Airborne Division. Got the the opportunity to uh, attend uh, the U.S. Army War College, and from there served with uh, 
with the State Department uh, in security assistance in Iraq in 2016-17, which led to, as you you referenced in the opening, um, my opportunity to go back to the Army War College as faculty and serve in the Department for Strategic War Games. Uh, got got to experience war games as a planning tool growing up in the Army, sure. but this was really the next level of sophistication using art and science of games and mechanics and how to get humans together to make decisions on some of the top national security issues and really brought in civilian organizations as well as across uh, the, uh, the, the government and the enterprises there. So uh, I say all this because, you know, I'm just humbled by the opportunity that I was given uh, as, as that young farm kid uh, to experience all of that. Uh, the world's a better place, Mark, for your service. It is incredible what you've accomplished, and it's incredible what you're accomplishing at Aimpoint. You joined Aimpoint back in 19, and you mentioned this art and science of wargaming. You really brought it to civilian agriculture use. Give us a sense. What, what is Aimpoint, and how has it evolved? And really dig into this unique role you and your team are serving with wargaming in food and ag. Yeah, and, and, and so... This connection to food and ag uh, in the military doesn't stop. So my West Point classmate, Brett Scotto, uh, served with me at the 101st Airborne Division early on there as an intel officer. And when he when he got out of the Army, he really appreciated the value that good insights and intelligence bring. And much like my my journey and experience in the military started with agriculture, Brett's experience in the military led him to agriculture. And so it's kind of two different ways. And, and so Aimpoint, uh, we're a strategic intelligence company, going back to our roots in the 101st Airborne Division and utilizing good intelligence as leaders, that, that's, that's who we are. And to be able to tie that to what our passion is. Food security is national security. Absolutely. And America is positioned uniquely with our power to grow food and to project that power. That's why we call it food power uh, around the world for good and to promote uh, our ideals and our way of life uh, where others, again, in your, your opening comments, you alluded to there's a lot going on in the world that competes uh, competes with those ideals that we hold true and in agriculture and food really are at the core of that. So that's aim point. We do good research. We have a great team of researchers. We, we, uh, we embrace our military roots. So we have what we call uh, an agri-food intelligence watch test. So going back to those visions of overseas in Afghanistan or the, the operations room at the 101st or 82nd Airborne. We do that for agriculture. And then uh, that great experience that I had at the Army War College, bringing that to, and that's about building the science that allows you to pursue the art of humans making decisions to make us better and determine what the future looks like and in the right actions there. So 
Hopefully that uh, that answered the question there. I, I get good. passionate and probably a little long-winded with that. But. It is good. It is good, Mark. And you've talked about wargaming. We've talked about wargaming quite a bit, but my hunch is there are a lot of folks listening who are unfamiliar with the practice. Give us a quick flyover. What is wargaming? And maybe link that to what results you and the Aimpoint team have achieved by bringing this art and science of wargaming into ag. Yeah, so so, so wargaming, uh, the the uh, the science of it is about developing ways for humans to interact. So quantitative ways on how you interact in in a scenario that's based on intelligence, that's based on the facts in a probable future state then how do you design something so that you have that real psychology of the mind, the mind and the hand psychology and interactive psychology there that creates a simulated environment to experience those decisions. Mitch, I know you, you're familiar with the training that we did in the military, and it was about how to put leaders and soldiers into situations to where you can over multiple iterations get better and understand the problem even better that's what war games do it puts you into that safe environment to take risks and try new things and and that's that's really where the art comes into play i talked about some of the science and the mechanics to it and of course we we apply whatever methods and techniques are necessary to achieve what we want to do with war games. So we use digital tools and modeling and interaction. Some of it is much more uh, a human-based qualitative set. But the impact to the industry is to develop that understanding of where we're at now. And over over the last few years, we've had a lot of uncertainty to deal with, and that's certainly not changing, but we've also had some success. So how do we take that resiliency that we've, we've seen, that we've navigated these current times that's resulted in some really good times for the ag economy overall, but to, to leverage that into the future and understand that we still have to lead and when it comes to ag bioscience in particular, that, that's been a major output of a lot of our war game exercises is the need that this is gonna play a significant role in the future. And wargaming has led leaders to recognize that. Um, I would like to think that uh, the number of folks that embrace uh, Agronovus and listen to this podcast where, where probably some of those folks are, are uh, participants of those war games that we had in the past. So advancing that, understanding that, wh- where we invest our time and how we're going to utilize that to change the future. War games has been part of that and uh, will be a critical part in the future. Well, Mark, we will dig into the future, explore what this rapidly evolving geopolitical environment means for food and ag. We'll do it right after this quick 60-second break. Ag Bioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. 
Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years. And together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We're talking with Colonel Retired Mark Purdy, Chief Operating Officer and Executive Vice President of Aimpoint Research. Mark, we were talking about this evolving landscape around the globe. And if we look back even here recently, the food and ag economy has really evolved rapidly post-pandemic, and now we're entering what I would argue is maybe even a more uncertain time, conflicts underway in Ukraine, Russia, Israel, really across the Middle East, still have a threat from China, lots of uncertainty globally. As an Army veteran, as a student of the ag bioscience economy, help us understand what's happening and what this current environment means for food and ag companies. Yeah, Mitch, uh, you know, and, that, and that's something that, uh, you know, I think is on the top of, of many of our minds. If, if we just maybe maybe roll back a little bit and how we got here uh, to, again, this great success, it was through globalization. It was through just-in-time logistics and supply chains and a great deal of efficiency. And those things are great. But as you kind of walked around the world for us there right. in, uh, in really high level detail, and you know there's even more to it, this, this level of uncertainty leads us to a point in time where we have to be innovative, innovative in the face uh, of efficiency. You know, so th they have to go hand in hand. We have to be diversified in our options. We have to... Uh, tailor, tailor uh, our our products and what we're producing and growing to the needs out there, whether it's biofuels or whether it's uh, nu nutrition content. Uh, on the other end of uh, uh, our growing life cycle, uh, whether it's livestock or 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 some of our crops, you know, where are we getting our inputs and how do, how are we more innovative than that? Just one. One piece of that is, uh, you know, our fertilizers or some of our other uh, active ingredients there. You, you listed off a number of adversaries and we kind of had single points, uh, single sources for all of that. So to me, uh, while food, food security underlies national security, what underlies our ability to grow and our ability to move into this future and solve for those problems it's really the science. It, it, it's the science. It's the availability of new things, new options for efficiency and maybe some of our, our fertilizers or our inputs, uh, some of our feed uh, that, that we're, we're utilizing. The, the, the bioscience is going to take us there. It's the wave of the future. We have a number of drivers uh, that 
the five major drivers that we look at leading into the future. And uh, biotech, bioscience is certainly one of those and actually attached to, if I think about it, uh, the other four uh, that we look at. So super important. It's going to be our key. Again, at any point, uh, maybe no surprise, you're only about uh, two degrees of separation back to national security. So it's a national security imperative that we embrace the, the sciences as we move forward and uh, you know take advantage and provide our, our growers with what they need to be competitive. Mark, as you look at that science, as you look at where the science meets the soil to the growers, you just completed a Farmer of the Future 2.0 research, this comprehensive study that identifies big trends in ag, provides a really unique view and the psychographic data of farmers giving kind of insight into what drives on farm behavior, how are producers themselves interacting with technology, interacting with science. If you could give us a flyover of the sure. research and maybe a few of the takeaways that you found as you, as you work through it. Yes. Yeah, so, so thinking about uh, the, the fourth ag revolution that, that we're in uh, back in 2018, again, back really driven by that belief that food security is national security, but much like uh, our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines are really the backbone to our defense. It's our growers that are the backbone of food security, that food power that I talked about. So in 2018, we said, We've got an answer. Given all of the change that seems to be coming faster and faster, who are the farmers of the future and what do they require of us, of Aimpoint, of all of those that are delivering to them on a daily basis throughout the growing season? And what we came up with was a study based on psychographics. There's a lot of studies out there based on demographics, so older farmers, younger farmers, regionally, but that that just really didn't get to it. It was more the commonality was how do you approach farming and the business of farming, the lifestyle of farming. So that that led us to uh, the first farmer of the future, and then we talked about the the last five years, you know, small things like COVID in a trade war, in a war in Ukraine, and some economics that we haven't seen in, in four or five decades. Right. All thinking about that, you know, sustainability, th- those dynamics. Well, that's really changed the landscape of our population. So Farm of the Future, this 2.0 study looks really deep again about that psychology of farming and how the growers have evolved over this last five years and it provides a tool to understand at the farmer level, at the individual level, how they need to be served. Any, any big takeaways you can share? Any, I I know there's an opportunity to dig into the research online, but maybe two or three. I would say that over the last five years, it's proven that uh, the most innovative farmers are the ones that have grown and adapted and have really taken advantage. And, and that's why we, we saw the need here in 2023 to really get, get back at this and provide a more robust uh, study and tool for those that serve. So one, the innovative uh, farmers, that, that was 
that was certainly at uh, at the top of our list. Uh, the other is something again. It won't take too many questions to get back to mission and national security, but we have five segments of farmers that are in the study. And every one of those segments placed the mission to grow the food, fiber, and fuel for the world at the top of their reason for being in the business. So I think that that's a significant takeaway. The other is, you know, I've got to talk about technology and science. This really breaks down the personas and the psychographics of who's, who's leading that adoption and innovation and then what it takes to serve the entire grower universe over time as others, what they need to adopt uh, this, this science and technology. Science and technology is another key takeaway. That's where farmers see the, the need to progress into the future. It's the partners that they need the most. I want to zoom out, Mark. We've, we've talked a lot about Aimpoint, this wargaming piece, but you are by definition an American hero, decorated combat veteran, grew up in ag, came back to ag. There are a lot of folks listening who are hiring leaders. They're executives. They they hire constantly. They're looking for people. And my hope is for you and I and the brothers and sisters that we served alongside, they're hoping to hire veterans or they'd like to hire veterans. What insight, what advice can you share with those executives looking to build their team on the role of veterans in an organization and to those young soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marine, Coast Guardmen who are thinking about post-service opportunities? What advice would you give those young leaders? Right. Well, let me start with uh, our our young uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, and not so young. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Fair. Fair. Right. As we come out. One, please consider a career or service, you know, more, more accurately a service in agriculture. So as I talked about my journey uh, to serve in this industry, as well as uh, my classmates, uh, a couple of us work here at Aimpoint, but Brett, as he founded it, the, the connection of the things that we hold dear, the values, the ethics, and the purpose is very much aligned. So please uh, consider agriculture in your pursuit uh, post-service. Second, uh, to those veterans, you you have a lot to offer. Uh, You're leadership and and purpose-driven, and you've got the intelligence uh, in the, I guess, academic upbringing in in that that the the military, you know, forces us to deliver on. Uh, You have what it takes, which turns me to employers. You you probably don't know when you meet uh, a young veteran, especially, uh, let alone some of those that are more seasoned, actually what you have in front of you. Uh, You you may not have a decade of experience selling seed or doing uh, ag research or something to that level, but what you're getting is, is so much more. When you're getting someone that can make up for any deficit there in a very short order because it's what they've done every year, every duty assignment that that they've had within the military. Second, what you're going to get that isn't as prolific in the rest is you're going to get a leader. You're going to get a leader no matter what their rank or position was in the Army 
leadership is is paramount and it's uh, reinforced across all of our our services so you're going to get a leader you're going to get someone that's purpose driven and you're going to get someone that shares the values and the purpose of agriculture so it, it it's win win i think mitch uh, you you might share with me that uh the, the veterans probably undervalue what they bring to agriculture and the, those hiring don't, don't really know what they're looking at or what to look for in those veterans. So you've got, got a tremendous resource uh, in, in those veterans and for, for veterans, if you want to continue your service to the nation in a profound way, agriculture is where it's at. Couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. And I know there are two guys on this podcast right now who would love to help any of those veterans who are making that leap and uh, happy to happy to connect, happy to have those conversations. Very much. Mark, we have time for one more question. And this is this is going to be a fun one because I can't imagine how you're going to frame it. But I have to ask, what's next for Aimpoint? What's next for the Farmer of the Future research platform? And maybe most importantly, how can folks interact with you? Yeah, thanks, Mitch. And yeah, where, where to go with this? So the, the next for Aimpoint is to continue to, to lead organizations to be intelligence-driven organizations back to our military roots that gives you a competitive advantage. And, and that's not a business statement. We, we need our businesses to thrive and succeed in service of our farmers that advances uh, American agriculture, American food power around the world and around the globe in all levels. So in, in point, uh, we're going to continue to stay focused on that. Uh, we're, we're super excited, uh, like you said, about this Farmer of the Future report. I think uh, we can we can do a lot of good. It's a lot of uh, tools at your fingertips to help folks uh, act on that, on the tech and, and biotech waves for for aimpoint we we are actively uh, consulting and uh, building capabilities and partnerships to deliver uh, on the technical level just uh, figured figured i owed uh, that aspect there uh, that that's what's next on the horizon for aimpoint and uh and lastly get giving the the tools to advocate and promote agriculture. And so we're going to continue to advance uh, through multiple partners and multiple platforms and organizations, this idea of American food power and taking a prominent role in thought leadership that uh, I expect uh, some of those listening here, you've heard a number of those, uh, Farmer of the Future, Next Gen Consumer, American Food Power, in in the future states uh, of lending and soy and, and others out there. And so thought leadership, advancing our technical acumen and helping folks uh, realize uh, this latest study. And Mark, how can folks find more about Aimpoint and find you? Yeah, so uh, aimpointresearch.com is an easy way to uh, find us. Uh, you can download a number of those thought leadership platforms to include the, the firm of the future. And uh, please just uh, 
click on that uh, links there and you'll be able to get a hold of myself uh, and interact with the team. Thank you. Yeah, terrific. He is U.S. Army Colonel Retired Mark Purdy, Chief Operating Officer, Executive Vice President of Aimpoint Research. Mark, thanks again for your service. Thanks for joining us on this special Veterans Day episode of Ag Bioscience. Very good. Thank you, Mitch. My pleasure. And uh, thank you to all those that have served our nation uh, in much more profound ways than, than, than even I have. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today on this special Veterans Day episode of Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening and thanks to all those who have served. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.